there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were, were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that weren't listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following bitcoin cash on its rise to global reserve currency the number one the king we're getting there day by day this is episode number 90 shadow wizards and btc slash bsv update featuring cyphercat today is saturday the 26th of august 2023 i'm your host jeremy jet is doing the producing same as always. And our guest today is a top tier BCH Mima and joining Cheap Lightning in the cat inspired Bitcoin cat <laughs> community. I don't know why we have such a feline undertone, but I kind of like it because they say it's like herding cats, right? That's kind of like the Bitcoin cash community. Cats have nine lives. Bitcoin Cash, also the coin of many lives. So absolutely love it. Welcome to the show, Cypercat. How do you get into Bitcoin? Yeah, so it's been it's been a crazy ride. I've been here for at least the last, yeah, it's like it's it's been a decade of crypto. So <laughs> wow, it's been it's been quite the quite the evolution, I think, you know, a lot of different stories being told and things changing and now we're here, but I just like that uh, that we still have this thriving community that's actually holding together. Um, you know what Bitcoin was in the very beginning, so that's pretty freaking awesome. You know, so you were in it from the early days. Then I, at least from my perspective, and you know, you can feel free to correct me, but I would say what is it? Maybe maybe a year ago, maybe something like that is when you sort of popped up a bit more on the on the BCH scene i don't know if you were inactive or you were under another yeah. name or like <laughs> how that worked out yeah i kind of i needed i needed a change of uh uh and on usernames so <laughs> but it, yeah. it came to me it came to me like at probably like three in the morning um i woke up and i just uh i just kind of was like i don't know i had this feeling about uh bitcoin cash and <laughs> it was the weirdest thing i just i i don't know why but like i just rem I was reminded of uh, some time in 2017 um, where there was like a few questions being asked of like what was what was and wasn't possible. And then I kind of just saw what you guys were doing and I was like, how am I not in this right now? Right. So I just kind of flipped it all up and just was like, okay, this is the new direction I'm taking. Screw this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and do you have a story with the Celsius? Uh token or something because i've seen you posting a lot about that as well too like they oh yeah that was stuff, so that was the lowdown on a, that that's a whole story and a half holy crap okay are you sure <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's get into it i'm sure we got oh some users gosh. who got rugged or in some disaster, oh, I don't know. oh it's terrible so okay so this is like this is like this is oh my gosh so the only reason why i know all this shit is because i was friends with mashinsky and I was actually there as the project was being developed over the last six years. Wow. So 
it wasn't this evil, like, let's scam everyone type deal, right? That's that's not what was going on. We actually got completely uh, targeted by Alameda Research. That You know that uh, automated market maker? Yeah, the sad well, the, that, uh... yeah, the one that no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were coming at us full force. Like they they used a ton of leverage. And it's actually in the court documents right now. I don't know why we're not pursuing this stuff, but it's sitting there. And you can see that like there's evidence of FTX attacking and just all this kind of nonsense. So it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty rough. We got we got a lot of uh we got a lot of attacks coming at us and now there's kind of like this perception i think that celsius was trying to hurt people but it's just not it's just not true like <laughs> like what what i kind of look at it is like what would mashinsky um you know sacrifice a 30 billion dollar empire to walk away with a couple million that he knew was going to be clawed back during a chapter 11 that he authorized it's just <laughs> it just kind of it's kind of silly that that seems to be the narrative that's going along and it's like no we were actually building a cool community type, uh, like it was like the top tier lending thing. Like if you wanted to collateralize whatever cryptocurrency you wanted to, you could, you could lend it out, and we were doing pretty damn good. <laughs> so, yeah, some some of the crazy stuff was like uh, Sam Bankman Freed. He uh, he hired, um, you know, that uh, he hired a few individuals. I guess one of that guy from Dragons Den. What's uh -huh. his name? Freaking Kevin O'Leary, Kevin O'Leary. Yeah. So he got Mr. Wonderful, yeah. Yeah, fifteen million dollars. <laughs> he was paid, and he he was uh, paid to come after Celsius. And right. so, In we what actually way? Had, like just publicly to be. Yeah, like, like he was exactly. Uproar. So they were kind of pointing in our direction while they were the they were the actual problem. FTX never actually had any money in it, right? So that was crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's so much to this. It's ridiculous. Kevin so O'Leary, he's a bit he's a bit on my shit list as well too. Because when I used to watch the old Shark Tank, he was my favorite shark. I love his whole "I'm Mister Wonderful." I'm just giving them the blunt truth. Okay, sometimes he can be a bit of an asshole, and obviously that's for TV, and or maybe not. Maybe that's actually the way he is. But then he made some posts at one point about like uh, Bitcoin is going to be the next global reserve currency type of thing it was right as he went to that bitcoin uh conference i think it was the 2021 one and he made a post and then he deleted it and so i had it open so i screenshotted it and called him out on it and then he went on stage and he like shilled the tether or something and he said stable coins are going to be the future and i yeah. was like what is going on like this is the most nonsensical oh, you know what stuff. here's 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 the big thing that's important for people to know about the celsius thing so what happened to our treasury? We used to have a multi-billion dollar treasury. That was like, that was our, our thing that was holding up. You know, the, the same thing that Binance does, right? They have a treasury yeah. of their BNB token. And it's mm -hmm. important to maintain that, right? So we had the same thing going for us. And there were certain like pieces of code or like certain things that um, shouldn't have been communicated. And we had this new guy named Rod Bolger who came in, he was like the, he used to be the uh, the CFO of uh, RBC in Canada. He came over to work on, because Celsius was about to go like serious and like, okay, we're, we're going public soon. You know, we're doing these integrations with Visa. We need this guy from RBC, you know, and it's all, it, it all sounds like it's going in a great direction um, until he wants Mashinsky's job. So he's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Alameda Research 
<laughs> the guys that I was specifically told not to talk to, he starts giving him all this fucking information he shouldn't be uh, spieling to these people about Celsius. And the next day, our treasury is being shorted to shit by Alameda Research. So our wow. treasury went like from billions to nothing. And like no one ever even talked about that or covered it because they were just like, oh, it was a shitty, shitty alt season or something. And it's like, meanwhile, we're watching as like these store cl storm clouds of like um, fucking leverage was coming down on us because um, Alameda um, had a rule on FTX that they could not be liquidated. So they wrote a piece of code in there that <laughs> they couldn't be liquidated on their own exchange because Alameda was the, the big parent company behind FTX. Yeah. So. They just basically, they can nuke anything on there. So it's good that they're gone now, you know? <laughs> right. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, they're scary. I mean, yeah. I mean, this whole this whole thing, it's one of the craziest things about crypto is how, to be honest, there's not even a lot of transparency. But what there yeah. is, is that unlike the sort of US dollar, there's still, the blockchain is still keeping track. So whatever shady deals are going on, whatever market <laughs> manipulation, and there's loads and loads and loads of that, sooner or later, if your numbers aren't adding up, or you, even if they are, but like you said, you fall victim to the wrong kind of thing, like it just it just all blows up and it falls apart. So I, I one of the craziest things about the FTX, well, from my perspective, I remember that I didn't know very much about what was going on in crypto in sort of 2018, 2019. And then in 2020, when I started paying a bit more attention to it again, I started seeing all these videos on my YouTube uh, suggested. I was coming up with this $10, 10 billion, like 30, whatever it's called, 30 under 30, like this this guy. And I it suggested it to me like about 20 times. And I thought, this is nonsense. I'm not interested in this. And I finally like, <laughs> looked into it and i was like this is so sus Where, who is this kid who's made 10 like even in crypto making 10 billion is not something you do overnight. Yeah. and so yeah i really was not surprised when it all like fell apart a bit in the end but i yeah i have no doubt that they were up to all kinds of shady shit behind the scene just this huge black hole of money vanishing into nothing right yeah, and it was crazy that Alameda stuff was was nuts. Just, you know, that he was handing out basically all that money was being managed by his girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, yes. Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> just degening it into random like casino stuff. Just like, oh, I'm going to double my money. Oh, oh, I lost some money. Oops. Like, <laughs> I don't know math. This is unfortunate. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this, but I am losing all, these, yeah. all this money. Oh my gosh. That was terrible. If anybody hasn't looked into it, you can look up. There's some, it's it's so ridiculous. It's like, you know, uh, reality is stranger than fiction, certainly in crypto. Uh, yeah. But she has this, she has this like online blog that I'm sure is like archived and saved somewhere where she wrote all this, like, it's like the ravings of some, you know, teenage girl. I mean, obviously she's older than a teenager, but she's still sort of in that mental phase of just on some other planet with all her opinions about everything. And so she had this uh, explanation about how she thinks uh, polyamory is great, that everybody should be in these like mutual relationships or whatever, which is what they were all doing at FTX. 
And then she writes in there like, oh, but everybody needs to be in a hierarchy. So somebody needs to know who's the like top girlfriend and then who's down, down, blah, blah, blah. And then she had, she wrote this section, which was about um, like her turn ons or something like that, like her king. And she wrote, she, I, I would need to look it, look it up to get the quote right. But it was, she wrote something about like, oh, my turn ons are like uh, guys who are big and strong and could possibly, uh, take over the world financial system. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, that's that is oddly specific there. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, yeah, I know. And then you you find out that the uh, basically uh, you had huge government involvement with what was going on with Alameda. Like, the, there's no way you got like a 30 year old kid, right? Just like comes out of nowhere. I'm going to go and you know set up some CBDCs and a automated market maker in this fucking exchange like he you didn't do that like <laughs> you might you might be able to code a little bit but i don't i don't buy it right so there's uh i think you know gary gensler had his little private meetings you know and uh i think that they wanted to basically recreate the banking system um and that's unfortunately i think that's the, been the direction that we've been heading ever since uh 2017 like i think what really inspired me in the beginning was the original Bitcoin community. It was like, it was a fucking protest. We were saying, you know, the, the people deserve something uh, like that they can, that they can fucking call their own. Like truly like this is, this is the people's currency, right? Like that was the the protest, you know, internet money that, that was, that was Bitcoin. And then over the years, I don't know, since 2017, we've just been drifting off in this totally different direction. And it, like, I think I was looking for different communities. So I went and uh, I found some different communities. Like I was part of the Cardano community. I think that there's some really, really passionate people over there. Super awesome. I uh, guys probably need to just uh, chill a little bit sometimes though, <laughs> with the passion sometimes, you know, just a little, chill a little bit. <laughs> you guys are fucking awesome. Um, and there's there's a bunch of cool communities, you know, but uh, I, I also, I found the this Celsius community and I thought it, it kind of felt similar to the, to the original Bitcoin uh, movement, where it was like a lot of people who wanted to, you know, be their own bank, at least that was their slogan. And they were trying to find a different way to do that. Um, and the whole goal of it was actually to decentralize. They they started in a centralized way and they wanted to decentralize at the end of it. They had like a whole new blueprint for it. They actually, I was sent a few things, uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have seen, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, some pretty cool plans for the future of what they're building. And it was all decentralized stuff. Like they wanted to build like the, you know, the people's, the people's bank where you had, you had complete control over everything. It was going to be multi-sig. Um, and that was the, that was the end goal of it. We just couldn't get there before, you know, waking up and having our treasury completed, uh, completely decimated. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that, that was kind of, you know, unfortunate. But, you know, after after that, I was like, uh, you know, where can I go now? Because, like, I, I just got, like, my community just got nuked. Uh, <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. But I got to find some someplace else. And I, like, yeah, I had that moment where I woke up at 3 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> those Bitcoin cash guys, are they still around? Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and sure sure enough, you guys were like, oh, yeah, just so you know, we just built this uh, this thing that's, like, the most elegant UTXO where you can fucking, you know, it's this is a competitor. This is something that competes with Cardano now, and like people acting like it doesn't even exist, like, but it it can actually scale way past Ethereum, like this thing. But this is based on like Bitcoin code, which is pretty phenomenal. Like, what the hell? So that's pretty elegant. 
Yeah, quietly just putting up some reps. And before we move on from all this uh, Celsius stuff as well, I just got to ask you one more question, which is about this guy, Simon Dixon. Do you know oh, that about him? Because <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen you tweeting about him and I don't know right. very much about him, but I, to be honest, I don't have the best vibes from him uh, because you always see him. He's yeah. always on these like clout chasing streams, basically. Yep. And he's always like in there in the Twitter spaces or on somebody's stream giving his <laughs> like top takes of like everything that's going on. He's one yeah. of those guys who seems to be regularly involved in disasters, but at the end of the day, he somehow still has loads of money. So you know he's like up to some shady yeah. bullshit. Like he's always the one pulling the rug kind of thing. Yeah. And but I I, I don't know. No, if you yeah, to he's, on he's... That. He's got a company called Bank to the Future. Please stay away from it. Uh, if you would like to read the, uh, you know, 20 page, uh, 20 chapter, novel, uh, which is his terms and conditions that basically tell you you're screwed um, in bold font. If you want to really just summarize it, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this guy, he came into our community um, in, in the Celsius community and he was telling all these people like, oh, just sign up for this this program. And is uh, bank to the future. You you have to be like the thing is they'll they'll let you get in, but it doesn't mean they're going to let you get out. You shouldn't be allowed to sign your money over or like right now, especially in the chapter eleven proceedings. Um, like I feel really bad for a lot of people because they're they're either handing over their claims to someone who can't get them their money back, or they're deliberately signing that away on his website. So he's basically promising like, hey, you can come and like invest with me. But the problem is if you sign up with all those papers and then you find out you're ineligible after the fact, right? After all is said and done, because there's actually terms that specify who can and cannot uh, participate. So the terms for him receiving all that stuff is different from you leaving his system. And I noticed that and I was like, okay, so this guy's just uh, scooping up a lot of distressed individuals that think that they're going to get their money back, but may never actually receive that money, um, which is really unfortunate. So just like, you know, if you're out there and you're in chapter 11 proceeding with Celsius, just uh, hold on to your claim. Like, I know it sucks, but like, you know, <laughs> don't let the vultures swarm in because like you got to watch those terms and conditions early on because it's just crazy. But yeah, that's that's who he is. Uh, he was trying to like corral a bunch of users um, he actually, he admitted to me, um, late, uh, late at night, he was tired at one point cause we were kind of feeding and he totally admitted. He's like, yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I've been, I've been manipulating a lot of people and this is kind of what I do to make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of what you're doing, but like you're, you're coming at these communities that are distressed and somehow you're, you know, you're, you're leading them into, in, into ways that you can profit. Like that's, you're basically a vulture, right? He's just a, he's just a Twitter vulture. So just be wary of that guy, like to anyone I would say. Yeah, I certainly don't yeah. know the full uh, lowdown on on what he's yeah. up to, but it certainly seems strange to me. That, <laughs> he, I, mean, I don't, ha I don't have any did, of these claims. Hey, but, yeah. he, he, did a, he did a TED Talk, which was hilarious. So that it started off by, you know, be your own bank, Bitcoin sovereignty, all this stuff. By the end of it, he was saying, just give me your Bitcoin and I'll be your banker. Yes. So by the end of it, it's like shows his true colors. <laughs> yeah 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 and it's it's such a strange thing because i know i'm pretty sure he's been around for quite a long time though and it really comes back to what you were saying about the early bitcoin community which on one hand had some of the most like upstanding 
stellar, like passionate, ideologically motivated people. And then on the other hand, also had so many like, scammers and different people. And some of them have just dodged all of the problems along the way. Uh, and they're still floating around with now a lot of extra credibility just for having been around a long time. You haven't actually had a positive impact in the in the scene, right? So it's strange situation we find ourselves in there. But I, I think I think I think Bitcoin Cash, uh, this community is pretty, pretty, pretty damn awesome, man. Eh? Like, uh, I don't know, like the, we just had the the Bitcoin Cash autist, right? He uh, BCH autist on, on Twitter. He uh, he just made this incredible, like he basically made uh, non fungibles fungible recently, right? And like I don't know how that's not in headlines everywhere, right? But he built this like little uh, contract that runs in the back of your NFT where you can actually like take real Bitcoin cash and back it behind this NFT and you can use it as like a, like a little banking uh, vault uh, that you can have as like a time lock for whatever set amount of time. And he just, he built that. And I'm like, so you just made it, you made, you just made an, uh, a fungible NFT. Like that hasn't actually been done before you realize that. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever moves on to the next thing, <laughs> you know, now they're now, now you guys are building like this uh, freaking uh, auto scaling by next year, which is incredible. So we're never going to have to have that discussion about like, you know, the block size wars again. It's just going to be like, you know, it's like the way that I look at it is like, imagine if Visa was uh, monitoring their systems, right? And everything's going great and all the transactions are going through. Then you get a little error message at the bottom of your, bottom of your screen that says, please expand storage drive. And, and then you're just like, you know what? Boys, we better pack it up, better rethink this. Uh, instead of following that clear and very direct message, I'm going to throw out Visa and uh, start from scratch. Really just yeah, like, like no, you, you, you just expand the storage drive. Like, like we keep moving forward and it's just, it's a, it's a, it's not that hard. We got to, we got to plug in some hard drives, maybe a couple SSDs. That's fine. Let's, let's scale the freaking network and not have to talk about it. Cause it's, <laughs> it's just the way it is. You got to pay for storage space. That's all it is. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah a what a denial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really has been. It really has yeah. been. And he, uh, you know, on that topic, he's obviously come out now and he's soliciting endorsements, you know, for his chip that he wants to get everybody on board and sort of backing it. So I guess sounds like sounds like you're completely bought in. I put out my uh, endorsement this uh maybe last week or the week before and said because yeah i've looked over it in detail i've read through all the research it all looks really good and honestly i would be thrilled if we can get it locked in in november so that it goes live in may because you know once it's in it's in and then everybody would just forget about it and move on to the next like problem it's such an obvious thing to just clear that roadblock away while it's not sort of contentious uh, yeah, I exactly. Really seen anybody complain like saying that they they don't want it? I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen any of that? I I don't think so. Like I think people have come up with you know certain theories and like questions that are I think are very important to ask. Honestly, like you know, it, it, no code is perfect, and not even like you, you know you might think that every blockchain and every computer and everything like all this software is just running flawlessly but you know the best companies in the world the best programmers in the world like it's it's not all perfect so it all has to be maintained um but um no i think just the i think the idea is fantastic you just want to have it uh 
Because instead of having that number that says like, oh, it can, you know, it can do this amount of transactions per whatever, you could just literally write Bitcoin Cash limitless, you know, there you go. Don't even write, <laughs> you know, because it doesn't matter because we don't have to think about it because the code just runs and it's auto scales. And, you know, why wouldn't you just go and buy some more storage space when you need it to expand the network that's making you millions of dollars with all these billions of people on it, you know, so <laughs> that's kind of like the end goal there. Um, and I think that that's possible and it's pretty crazy that we're doing this, like we're, we're, so we're not only capable of like being this, uh, very competent money because of the, the transaction fees and the actual speed is like on point. Like we're, it's not just that, but we're actually able to run these smart contracts now. Um, and that's pretty damn seamless because it's done on such like an, on it's, it's like on that kind of. It's almost like if you were to uh, strip down windows and make it faster, you know what I mean? So we've got this UTXO model that's super, super elegant and fast. And then you're able to deploy some things that are really, really cool. And I guess that's where we got to having, you know, fungible NFTs now. Like, what the heck? Again, like, you know, shout out to BCH Autist, man. Huge fan out there. <laughs> uh. Well, you've got the uh, the Paytaka BitCats uh, avatar. Have you been enjoying that as well as the cash tokens uh, ecosystem growing up, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, hey, uh, a good fact is that uh, I, I think I technically uh, gave uh, Doge Cash its uh, market cap. <laughs> okay. So I think all, all the billions of it is now worth like a couple hundred bucks or something because I, I bought like 10 million Doge Cash at like... Uh, I, I did, it was just like an over-the-counter thing because there's no actual uh, integrations built in yet to like show actual pricing. Um, but they're they're working on all that kind of stuff. It's all being, you know, uh, I think the Cauldron Dex is launching soon, so that would be cool. Um, so yeah, but I, I I I bought like 10 million. I think I think I might have actually been the first person to buy Doge Cash. So <laughs> yeah. So that'll be that'll be cool. It's just like it's literally just Doge, but because it's built on better code, it's just by default ten times faster. <laughs> so it's like okay, cool. Like you know, you got do this Doge Cash stuff, and let's see if that goes off. And it's got the green glasses on there, of course, the green glasses gang. Doge Cash, actually, <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously, just a bit of a meme. But now you say it like that, I wonder if because really the main thing with dogecoin obviously is the community and haha it's a meme right and i wonder if like it's true if we already have all the actual quality infrastructure and so on and so forth if there's some way that we you know some enterprising person will be like hey guys forget about dogecoin what about doge cash it's basically the same except you just use the bitcoin cash wallets and everything and boom it all just runs like as the cash tokens integrations and support kind of filter out there yeah maybe maybe that will be yeah like you could have you, you could have this narrative where it's like you know uh you know we're, we're moving away from bitcoin now so anything that you know has this kind of uh you know this this kind of relation or whatever uh, or or similarity like if we're if we're moving away from you know uh bitcoin to bitcoin cash stuff then, then maybe things like you know uh I think Doge Cash. I think I think Doge was actually based off of Bitcoin code. So yeah. maybe people would look at the the other model and be like, "Oh shit! Like that's actually that already scales better because it's based off of this network." So 
you know, I'd rather use the, the BCH network than anything else, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Could, could be, I mean, I, maybe I'll have to get like a thousand of them and just sit on it or whatever. It's probably like 10 million, for <laughs> $10 or whatever. Right. Cause that's it. My old Dogecoin stack from back in the day, which got rugged on Cryptsy. If I'd had that, I would have been looking pretty good these days. But <laughs> this time, not a, not, not happening again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there, man. Holy crap! Yeah, holy crap. <laughs> it's been a been a long journey with the Dogecoin, as with everything else. But I got to give an update about Celine. So obviously, we've still been cracking out the updates on Celine wallet so v1.0.12 is still in development it's not being released yet but Callisti told me that probably either in the next week or the week after we'll be dropping that so that's going to have 12 new languages traditional chinese arabic farsi filipino hausa indonesian dutch polish romanian swahili thai and ukrainian uh, i've also written some scripts so that if people want more languages in the future or as we kind of add more screens and stuff like that, we can just auto translate everything into every different language. Uh, so that's uh, basically taken care of for the foreseeable future. Callisti has been working on our build pipeline, which doesn't make a big difference to the end users, but we've had some problems with rolling out updates. So that will be quicker and faster. You'll also be able to check out the XPUB and XPRIV keys uh we've added the you can display them some users have been asking for that and the transparency on the viewfinder has been when you scan instead of it having like a uh gray over the window it'll be clear so it's easier to see what you're scanning plus obviously some bug fixes so for anybody who's been you know using Celine, the next batch of uh changes is on the way there and then the release after that is planned to be v1.1 uh which is supposedly going to be when we're kind of leaving beta we got to just uh, clean up the internals a little bit and uh i want to add you know, daily user tracking so we can see a graph of how many people are active on the on the app so that's sort of already in the works uh so users can look out for that have you tried celine wallet have i tried celine wallet yeah yeah, no, I have. Yeah, I've, I've tried. I've tried quite a number of these wallets. They're all pretty amazing. Like Celine wallets, definitely one of them that's really, really up there. Um, uh, and like, uh, you know, like uh, I think what, another one's another good one's Electron Cash, right? Yeah. So there's a bunch of there's a bunch of good stuff. I, I've been using. Have you, have you ever tried a Stack Wallet too? Yeah, They're I have because yeah. we had uh, Diego on the show recently, and I uh, was playing around with it. Obviously, before I went on his show and before he talked to us and yeah they're they're great as well too it's really like it was all obviously instant and they uh pride themselves on their ui and stuff they've got some nice uh ui like it's quite clear what's going on so for a multi-coin wallet i'd yeah i would recommend stack wallet certainly <laughs> Celine is yeah adding adding all these other coins but if you're the kind of person that's got a little bit of bdc a little bit of bch a little bit of xmr a little bit of this that you know, uh, multi-coin wallet makes it so much easier. So I would certainly recommend recommend that. Yeah, I think Celine, I think Celine's great just for uh, you know, there's the simplicity of it. You know, that's that's what I love about that. You know, it's like it's nice to have the ones that are like you know, just like straightforward, easy to use. Anyone can 
take advantage of it. And, you know, I think that's, that really serves a really great market, right? Yeah. Because we're we, trying to get people to, you know, get into crypto here, you know? <laughs> that's right. They're not going to do it if it's a disaster with too many different things. And so we've had we've had some chat in the Telegram. People have been kind of discussing that as well uh, to like some of our users as we're discussing, okay, we're going to maybe add this and add that. Some of our users are kind of saying like, no, guys, we just wanted to stay simple. So I want to just reiterate that our plan is about as complicated as it is right now on that home screen where you just do send and receive we're going to try and keep that you know as simple as it can be just the way that it is for the new users and then obviously more settings will be added uh over time to customize things but that's obviously in the setting screen and they have sensible defaults so if you never play around with it that's fine and then anything else complicated uh we're going to put in a new tab which should hopefully have all the more complicated stuff, but yeah, that will you should probably be even be able to switch that off. So users who just want the simple cash wallet, don't worry, we're not going to change that with loads of random stuff that you don't want. We're going to just keep it, uh, keep it, keep it simple. But we will also be adding loads of uh, advanced and more powerful and fun stuff as well too. But that will be more out of the way because the the key thing is yeah, it's got to be cash. You got to just be able to pay people, right? You guys ever think you're going to launch your own uh, token? I don't know. It's a it's a it's a thought uh, somewhere in there. I'm a little bit questionable on the the legals of doing that, but I know Callisti is very keen to do a an NFT drop to some of our earliest uh, users as well to reward them, maybe to the Flipstarter contributors, things like that, and then have. I don't know some kind of mechanism around that, or maybe do some artwork or something. We haven't haven't really figured it out yet, but yeah, it could could come in the future for sure. One thing though is we've definitely got to add cash tokens into Celine Wallet before we do anything like that because it would be pretty. Yeah. Bad <laughs> hey guys, check out our new token. <laughs> uh, download one of our competitors to try it out. <laughs> download one of our competitors. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, we're definitely not yeah going down that path uh too soon but it's it's a it's an idea in the back of the mind right i've also got the listener survey is back last year around this time late uh late august early september we ran the listener survey uh to get some feedback from the community on how they've been finding the show and ask them about a couple of trending uh topics in crypto so i've brought it back for this year there's 13 questions although the last one's a comment, uh, but they're all optional, but it should only take you about five minutes to do it. So if you're listening to the show, please go to bitcoincashpodcast.com slash survey, S-U-R-V-E-Y. I'm not advertising that on Twitter or on Telegram or anywhere else. And I hope that uh, people please don't spread the link around because I just want it to be that if you actually are listening to the show, you can hear about uh, that uh, last year we got 37 responses so it would be plus jet and i did it so it would be super cool if we could get a few more this year and hopefully see some growth in the in the show that way but it only takes five minutes so that's my shill check it out and uh fill out the survey did you get a chance to do it i sent you the link beforehand but it was only just before the show so i don't know if you had a chance to 
to look at it. Oh, sorry. Did you send me something? Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, did you did you take a look at the survey? I sent you the link before. Oh. But it was only like five minutes before the show. So if you didn't get a chance to look at it, that's fine. Oh, okay. I can see. I see it. All right. Well, that's all good. You'll, you <laughs> you can probably even just fill it out <laughs> in the background. It's really, yeah. really quick. It only takes uh, five minutes. No pressure, but uh, I was just <laughs> It I was only just takes curious. five minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really got it. It's the same as Bitcoin. It's got to be fast fast and easy right we got to check in on the price so this week bitcoin cash is 189 dollars and 42 cents usd one btc buys 137.2 bch so we're a little bit down in that regard and one ethereum buys 8.6 bch stable on that ratio so we've retraced a bit from the when we got into the 300s on the back of that huge pump but we're still way ahead of that like 100 to 120 range we were at for a while and all of crypto is kind of on the on the slide a little bit at the moment litecoin is only uh three spots ahead of us on the coin market cap if we could just get a nice billion pumped into our market cap we'd flip them and i'm so excited for that because i can't wait to tag LDC underground on Twitter <laughs> and call call him out for uh, his terrible coin that he supports. Uh, but how do you handle the markets? Do you trade much? Do you have a variety of coins? Do you go all into BCH? What do you do, Sapcat? Yeah, at this point, I got to admit I'm all in a BCH. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, I I've been so I I was. Of course, I've read many, many different white papers over the years. Like it's, it's too much. It's like, you know what I mean? It's kind of, at some point your brain just kind of <laughs> turns off a lot of it. Like, and then you find a couple of gems, right? Like you're, it's, it's kind of like static. And then you find like this one TV channel that you actually want to watch. Um, and like, you know, uh, it's cra crazy enough, but uh, the, it's, the the original bitcoin white paper is pretty damn good you know <laughs> like peer-to-peer <laughs> -peer electronic cash wasn't such a bad idea so uh we, we've got you know we, we've come far in many different ways uh but we've also kind of stayed in place for quite a while like the the scaling debate is so crazy but um yeah i'm i'm all in on, on bch at this point <laughs> all right nice that's what i like to hear Perfect, perfect. And we're going to find out. That's one of the questions on the survey. We're going to find out if the listener base is, is like that too. Last year, uh, Monero and Ethereum were the most common uh, ones that people also had and also a little bit of BSV as well too. So it's good. We're going to, we're going to talk about that today. But I'll be interested to see, especially because this is the second year, we can see if the composition has changed, you know, if maybe everybody's like, more heavy on BCH now, or they've got more into altcoins. If we have new users, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing the the comparison of of last year to this year. So speaking of that, uh, I've got a slide here about BCH culture, which is that I feel in the last couple of weeks we haven't done a show, and before that we did the drive change show with Paul Stortz, but things have been kind of quiet. You know, everybody must have just been heads down working away there hasn't been oh, yeah. big releases and there's been no drama you know i don't know about you but bch is not having drama people are not fighting nothing's nothing exactly. going on so in the void like we're just arguing with these laser eyes on on twitter but we kind of don't need to anymore as well too i feel like the community's really uh, yeah kind of there 
It feels like we the... kind of won the argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... that's right. I mean, obviously we knew we were right sort of the whole the whole time, but it's now got to such a point that the, I don't know how you say the zeitgeist or just the general um, sentiment seems to have yeah. flipped because... We're just in these laser eye arguments. It, they just get no engagement. Nobody even really likes their posts, even if these guys are replying and writing back. The BCH side is getting more likes. People are. It, it's just. It's just obvious they don't have anything left. Even just the price graph. They're not even really bothering to throw that up anymore. No, it's what, it's it, it's in, it's insane because like I, I'll actually see like I. I was, I was, I, I think I made a post about it earlier or something. I was like, this is the current state of denial that these people are in <laughs> where yeah. it's like, uh, you know, you've got this guy who like literally he perfectly describes in detail exactly why lightning is screwed and why everything that they've been doing for the last seven years has been absolute nonsense and they can't move any further. He's like, he's completely aware. He's like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm the head maxi for this group. And like, but I'm actually actively telling you exactly why this cannot function ever. And then someone from our community was like, well, Bitcoin cash works. And he's like, but it's not Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and here we have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is yeah. called denial, right? Like, it's, we're right here. We're standing right here. It's okay. You can admit it. Sometimes we just go down the wrong route. We choose the wrong thing. You, you might have chose wrong. It's okay. You guys want to try something. It's okay. It didn't work. You come back, come back home. It's <laughs> we got like 0. 0.0001, you know, fees or something, you know. <laughs> and also yeah. the, the double spends aren't happening on our side. It's pretty good over here. <laughs> exactly. They're so yeah. they're so lucky to have this sort of golden parachute. But they the thing is they just they just have to take a public L to do it, you know. John Carvalho is the classic case. His Twitter posts are getting weirder and weirder. Like he did one today, all in caps, about how um Michael Saylor is gonna buy and we're all gonna be sorted because Jack Mallers is gonna buy. And he made this really weird post, which was like him obviously sarcastically in quotation marks, uh, pretending to be a BTC chill. But then and then afterwards he posted, haha, I'm gonna you know might try my hand at being a bdc shill influencer or whatever but it's like what are you even doing mate this is mad friendly fire because you spent all this time saying every other coin is shit fiat is shit every other crypto is nothing but now he's sort of taking aim at his own community and saying yeah we're, we're actually we are the ones who suck as well too so saying coming out and just saying we were wrong guys is apparently still still past him so i don't know do you think we're going to be seeing some of that in the next three to six months or do you think people are just going to go go silent they're not going to want to publicly own up to being on the wrong side of the fence i think a lot of people are gonna flip on their their green hats and their green glasses and uh pretend like it never happened <laughs> i think that's, that's basically what's gonna go on you know it'll be a lot of awkward silence and uh <laughs> Maybe some unblockings, maybe some new blockings. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be like a little awkward ordeal. And then I think things will uh, get a lot better because no, like it's 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 totally unsustainable. We saw it the last cycle, right? And I think actually the the best way to look at it isn't the way that they keep pro, pro, like uh, that they keep uh, you know suggesting is like it's these billionaires and millionaires that are using uh, BTC. 
I don't think that I would, I don't think we should be judging it by that because that gives us too much of a range. We should be looking at it as, okay, imagine you're a kid and you have 20 bucks in your pocket and you heard about this thing called cryptocurrency, right? And you're excited about it. Um, and you just want to like buy something like you, like, I don't know, like whatever it is, you're buying a stick of gum off the internet, off Amazon or something. I don't know what you're buying. Um, but maybe, okay, you got a couple, you got a couple options, right? You got BCH, you got BTC, you got Ethereum or something right, right there. And it's like only one of them is going to actually get you the stick of gum. And that's going to be BCH because you're going to pay nothing for the transaction fee. And then you're going to get your BCA. Uh, you, you, and then you're going to get your, your, your item. You're not going to pay crazy amounts of gas fees and all that kind of stuff. Right. So you're going to get your item with the first one and then you're going to get screwed on the other two. It's actually you're going to owe them money by the time you're done. Right. <laughs> so it's like, is that customer that just went through that going to come back, you know, and, and get screwed over again on all these little purchases. Cause those are the, those are the, those are the purchases that I think that matter where it's like you're trying to get through your day and not, you just want to buy a, you know, like, I don't know, you want to buy a beer or something, right. Just to chill. Imagine if you couldn't have that beer because of a stupid little thing, like a stupid network or whatever. And that's, that's how people get their first, uh, you know, first impressions. Right. And you can lose customers for life by just screwing it up bad once, you know, but you send them to go use BTC on top of the cycle people were paying $100 for transaction fees. And it was multiple days in some instances before uh, you'd actually get a, a settlement. And we're so <laughs> with, with, you know, at least on our side of the fence with Bitcoin Cash, it's like you can have these, um, these zero confirmation transactions, right? Because if you, if you can't do that, then, you also, then you're also open to double spends. So like on, on their side of the fence then too, like the, you've got a brand new issue, which is like, we've actually had hundreds of thousands of dollars stolen from ATMs because of BTC and their lack of having zero confirmation transactions, like actually ready to go. So <laughs> people are super confused this, about that too. Now that's yeah. why it's so bizarre that I keep that we had this post, uh, recently where, um, Felicity had the video of Celine wallet, somebody using the Celine wallet and he posted it in a thread where people were going on and on about lightning's great. It's going to fix everything, blah, blah, blah. And he posted that video and said, no, like on chain is like Celine is just a lot better. And then the guy replying to him couldn't even believe it was real. He thought, he thought it was a, a fake video or something. And he said, Oh, you know, but this is uh, like, I'm not talking about your layer two solutions. Like, I'm talking about on chain and it was like, no, mate, this is on chain. And it just, it just worked like his mind couldn't even process that BCH was just effectively instant and worked with no bullshit. And it's so sad that Bitcoin has had to go through this huge cycle of people thinking it sucks. Right. But we seem to be pushing through the other side, like the ones who are, you know, stuck in their little echo dog chamber of a, a terrible user experience, but willing to go down with the ship or double down. Like you're talking about Vlad Costia, like they're increasingly few and far between, right? So I think this the sentiment just seems to have shifted for the better. It's just kind of crazy because like when 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 I uh like if I almost view like these millionaires on Twitter, right, as like being like the the, the BTC millionaires on Twitter that pump to like these these really um, young kids, like, uh, like 
like when they when they pump BTC to these like young kids, it's kind of like it's having that negative effect, like I was saying, of like when you're actually entering like a BTC ecosystem, depending on when you're entering the market, you could be losing like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And you just think that this is part of the experience. And it's kind of like you're being like you're being you're being screwed at the very least, right? You might know what you're doing. You might think that it's, you know, oh, this is just, you know, BTC, but it's like, you know, really think about that. Like that guy's got way more money than you. You're getting new to this. And, uh, you know, just because everyone else is doing something right now doesn't actually mean that it's the right thing to be doing. It's just a popular thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, Bitcoin Cash might not be the most popular thing right now, but, you know, like, just because Bitcoin Cash is the most popular thing in the world doesn't mean it doesn't have a shot, you know, at, I think it actually makes it more likely that we're just kind of chilling right now. We got to build some more. And then people are going to take a look at what we're doing and be like, "Hey, what's over there?" You know, <laughs> and then you get some yeah. momentum. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think the I think the sentiment has has turned around, but that's not that's not enough. And that's what I've been uh, sort of talking about in the Telegram group recently has been that we've yeah, like you said, we've we've won the argument, and uh, it seems everybody has, you know, not everybody obviously, but vast majority, the general impression seems to be that arguments over like the bch people were right they're still around lightning sucks um you know bdc fees are not going anywhere it's all a bit confused what we're doing ordinals or what have you but that's not enough to get people on the bch hype train just oh they were right okay good good stuff like but we've got to we've got to now have some breakthrough products and stuff so my plan to facilitate that is what i'm calling shadow wizards sessions which I will be doing the first one of on Friday, uh, this coming Friday, the 1st of September at 11 a.m. UTC. So my plan is, obviously, we've been doing the podcast and that's kind of like a marketing effort for Bitcoin Cash. But the way I think of it is it's like a company, right? In a company, you have your external facing stuff, which is like your sales, your customer success reps, your account managers, um, yeah, your sort of marketing division, that's all external facing. That's like what the podcast is. But then you have the other half, which is kind of behind the scenes. You've got your product, your tech, your designers, your QA engineers, that kind of thing. And BCH needs a bit more of that, I think. So my plan is to start doing streams where we, like I had BCH builders, I'm basically bringing that back, but instead branding it with the Shadow Wizard stuff, uh, which is a bit cooler and doing product development and feedback. So we're going to start with some of the Celine uh, dev. So I'm going to get Bitcoin Jason and Leo on to talk about making a map for the merchant maps that all wallets need to have. Well, we need to have one too, but we're going to do our product session where we discuss what are all the trade-offs, what are all the options and everything live on stream, just like we do the, the podcast, right? And then... That way the community can watch and can see, wow, this is pretty cool. Like stuff's getting built. They can chip in with ideas and hopefully we can have a bit more uh, public facing cooperation and hype around new products. So we'll start with obviously doing our stuff uh, for Celine, but after, you know, as, as the weeks go on, I don't know if it's going to be super regular or, or what, hopefully we can get others in the ecosystem involved. Maybe we can do some tutorials for people who want to learn some JavaScript or uh, what have you. That's that's kind of my plan because I think where we can't, we can't, we already won the, we won the argument with war. 
Uh, we've won the argument with uh, words at this point, and we kind of need to start winning it with with code and with products. So that's yeah. I'm going to be trying to push the ecosystem. That's awesome. And I'm also like, you've seen uh, you've seen Cauldron decks. That looks pretty damn good. I'm, I'm you know, yes. I, I, I have no affiliation or anything. I'm just saying like, you know, it's going to be nice to see some of those cash tokens, you know, actually start to hit valuations. I wonder, I wonder if Doge Cash will actually have any value at some point. <laughs> I gave it a, I gave it a, I gave, I gave it its made up market cap, but you know. <laughs> the real market cap, once it's live trading, it's got liquidity and you can uh, dump to get loads of, loads of stats i mean but i like this and this whole idea of uh the shadow wizards right so it's kind of inspired by the taproot wizards obviously that uh, eric wall and udi are doing and they're not that they, again then they're, they're not willing to talk to me or argue oh. about it because they they know they know they'd lose right they uh will steadily ignore any mention of bitcoin cash so my plan is if they're going to ignore that we just got to get in their face a bit more but their whole thing has just been okay we're going to do the hats and that's actually cool and fun but they don't really have a lot of follow-up because they're not engineers and mostly it came down to just sort of community relations things so i feel like we can take things to the next level if instead we're like training up like a whole army of uh, legitimate uh, wizards, you know, coders that are in there with the, <laughs> yeah. the DeFi and all that, all that sort of stuff. And I'm trying to add on to this. Uh, branding seems to have emerged sort of quite organically a little bit because I didn't uh, necessarily start this. It was actually more like these Cauldron Dex guys. They kind of started up a, a little bit of that. So I think let's let's keep the momentum. Uh, That's going smart. Yeah, yeah. With that. And what kind of uh, products or services are you most excited for? Do you think what should we be focusing on in the cash tokens or DeFi stuff to build for BCH? I think right now, like you know, like yeah, perfectly. Like like, a, like having a Dex is super important. That's awesome um, that they that they did that. Um, I don't know if you guys want to make your own or something. That would be cool. Or having like maybe maybe one day like having that as a goal. Like you have like a like even just like a little swap feature or something you know, for like a wallet or something, I don't know, or, or like an external thing. Like, I don't know, those, those are always like something that I'm looking for, like just ways to buy. Um, I think, I think for me personally, I would love to see on ramping from, uh, on ramping from Fiat just directly to BCH. Um, that being a focus from like, um, and maybe done in a way that like gives you the option even like on, uh, on purchase. So like, for example, if I were to take my money and I'm like, okay, I want to buy some Bitcoin cash. Um, and maybe I want to then after I've done that in the same wallet, send it through like a mixer or something, because now I'm just like, okay, I want to be free. <laughs> I want to go off into my own crypto world and I don't really give a shit about being tracked from this point on. So <laughs> You know, like that could be a really cool feature, like just having quick on-ramping and then being able to like immediately escape into crypto land where you're not going to be, you know, uh, kept tabs on by your your local government. Uh, you know, I, I really think some crazy stuff's going to happen, honestly, in the next 12 to 18 months. I think some some pre some pretty crazy uh, market uh, downturns in the in the real world are going to re reflect, I think in a really positive way for, for crypto and other assets, you know, 
Um, just for a lot of different reasons. I think there's going to be some pretty crazy volatile stuff, but you know, basically what's going to be able to handle all that. And that's honestly why I'm, that's why I'm really into Bitcoin cash. Cause it's just like, we, we know it can scale. So there you go. You know, like you say, as the maybe financial system falls apart a bit more on the traditional side, it really just makes the case for us being in the kind of the alternative, right? If the if the existing regime is falling apart, well, that's when the the opposition gets a lot of credibility without a lot of work. So I think we will be seeing that. And it's funny you mentioned the privacy stuff because I haven't really looked into it, but there's been another round of the tornado cash kind of drama with uh, the guys involved there have now been arrested, I believe, uh, as well too so clearly you know clearly the system is feeling the threat like the next yeah uh, who who are they going after not even well i guess sam bankman freed a little bit but it's actually well, like the devs making open source software that are being targeted more than people running these regular scams right they're they're setting they're setting the standards now right because what i what i kind of envision happening i think a lot of people might see it the same way or, or maybe just see it slightly differently but um I think what we're going to see is um, we're going to see massive banks um, bailing in on their users because um, I think I think there's going to be a massive shift over to a new, new system. Um, part of that is because their cash reserves are at like less than one percent right now. So I know that globally banks are screwed right now, and they don't care. Like they're not going to print any more cash. They're done with cash. We're moving over to an electronic system. Yeah. So if that's the case. Um, they're basically waiting for people to take out as much, like like basically just the rest of the leftover cash. Then what you can do is you can call it a bank run. So you get to gaslight the user, even though that they know it's going to happen. They're just waiting for like the for the last customer to make the last domino fall. And then they say, okay, we're going to pause for this weekend, you guys. Um, and then they're going to announce, you know what, guys, uh, you're all going to get this redemption uh, for this, for this uh, you know, this voucher token thing or whatever. And you're going to be issued your new uh, CBDC because I, I think that's just what they what they have to do. There needs to be a, a network upgrade, basically, for this whole financial system. I get that's what's basically been going on for like the last while is like, okay, how do we update this infrastructure for payments? And it's like, that's what they're kind of working on. Seems to be the, you know, that's just what's going to happen. But the only way you can do that is if, I don't know, I, I guess you wait, you wait till the old system bleeds itself out. Which we which we've done. We're at the end of the 120 year period with the fiat uh, money. So then we move over to this new system that I think it's going to require a different method of thinking. And I think hopefully, if if you're on the side of Bitcoin Cash, like you you adopt the mindset that like you are in charge of your own money, your purchasing power matters to you, and that you're going to fight for your purchasing power. Um, and not only that, you're going to guard it by using the network. And you know, supporting other people um, financially in your own life instead of this backwards system that we have now, where it's like you don't care about your purchasing power, you're letting someone else steal it from you. Um, you're actually giving more and more of your freedom away all the time. You're always working, um, trying to you know, uh, you know, you're you're trying your best to keep up with this failing system that's failing you on purpose because it makes you desperate and it makes you spend more. Um, and it's like you just the, the only thing that you're missing is realizing that you actually have the power and you don't need that middleman to be printing uh, infinite money away 
So they, you know, like it's, it's crazy. Like right now, minimum wage in Canada should actually be at $30 an hour. Um, if you wanted to keep up with, uh, what minimum wage used to be, um, when it comes to purchasing power, um, like I think it was over like just a couple of decades ago. So it's like, people are like actually really, really struggling. They don't even know it because they think, okay, I'm, I'm making 16 bucks an hour. Right. Cause they think that that makes sense. Like that's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Like, like you're when you're paying seven dollars for your sandwiches or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, people are people don't seem to get it, and then you get hyperinflation. The system falls apart. Um, but when you're in such an electronic environment like this, I think we can transition over pretty quickly, pretty seamlessly. But you're going to be handed the CBDC, and then what are you going to do with it? Well, people like me, I'm not going to hold on to it. I don't want to be tracked. I don't care. I don't want to be part of that system. So if you're going to hand me a CBDC, I'd like to be able to swap it over to someone who wants it uh, because I want Bitcoin cash and I want to go and fucking throw that shit in a mixer and escape off in crypto land because, <laughs> you know, this, that's the point of cash, right? And if we're not going to have, if we're going to live in a cashless society, you know, I think Elon Musk was talking about it recently. He was talking about how the role of cash has nothing to do with being physical. It's the role of cash is to be the bridge between the legal and illegal because there are some laws that are unlawful, right? Like you should always be able to Both have the immoral. choice, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, like there's yeah, exactly. Like you've got some immoral stuff going on, right? Like I should be able to do what I need to do with my money without a credit score telling me that I can't get um because it might be illegal to, in the future, do certain things because of certain reasons with your money, right? It's like a programmable money where you're being restricted. You know, if if someone's sick and I need to send a quote-unquote illegal transaction to save someone's life, right? That's what I mean, right? It's like where it starts to get pretty nuts and you can't do certain things because of, uh, you know, whatever arbitrary systems that they start to roll out over the next while. So. <laughs> so do you think in your in your no this is this is uh, spot on and do you think in your area you know you said about people are going to be obviously handed some new system there will probably be in the switchover period there'll be elements of trying to blame oh the banks are failing it's crypto's fault probably will be the kind oh, yeah. of line there right do you think people will fall for that I I think I think that once they see I think there's going to be a lot of people who who get the money and they're going to be content and they're going to wait for further instruction. There's going to be people who have been paying attention for the last, you know, however long and are actually aware of what's going on and awake, you know, and they're going to be like, okay, screw this. I need the alternative. I need something else. I just know that this isn't right. You know, my bank shouldn't have failed on me. I shouldn't be losing my mind on a weekend when this transition is happening. It shouldn't be without my money. This isn't, this isn't normal. You know, like they told me that this was safe. How can I trust them, right? I think that those people that are actually very good thinkers are going to come over and look for alternatives. Because right now, like I'm getting, I'm getting like little warning signs here and there, right? Like when your bank offers you like a thousand dollars just to, to, <laughs> to like stay with them, right? Or, or like, yeah, or even just try to be like, oh yeah, hey, we want to throw in like a couple million, uh, so that um, you know, you can earn five point five percent on it. And like this is Scotia Bank. I'm like, there's no way right now that you are making 5.5% on anyone's millions of dollars. So why do you need my money? Right? Why are you sending me these emails? And you know, how many other people got those emails like begging them to put money in or bribing them to 
you know, bribing them to stay. So you're starting to see, you know, shaking in the banking industry. I think in the, in America, there was a lot of banking collapses all, all, all in one week. It was like a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago, I guess now, but you're starting to see things shake. And I think that, yeah, there's going to be a crazy changeover, but I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can necessarily save everyone. Every, there's going to be some people that just, they, they just want to do the regular thing, you know? And that's sad. Like that's, that's what I wish that we could, you know, that's why I hope we can be really loud as a crypto community when that changeover is, uh, is obvious because we're going to be called the scammers. We actually will like that. That'll be the thing is because they're going to be losing credibility. We'll just be gaining ours. Um, and so you're gonna have a lot of people who were loyal to these banks, but now are questioning. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the quite the ordeal. But I think as long as we're just helpful and you know we're trying to trying to show people that they have the power over their own money, then that's gonna be. I think that'll be the way that we get through it, right? Yeah, because that's yeah. I mean, I don't. I I just I can't avoid saying it even though i yeah i don't want to go into a huge thing about this but it's it reminds me just so much of the whole thing with the the vaccines it was just like the unvaccinated they're the enemy they're the problem like it's gonna be that same thing but yeah. like our system is failing and if you are in crypto or whatever then that's our our fiat meltdown is happening the inflation or whatever it is is all gonna be blamed on on crypto especially if a lot of people are using crypto there'll be this last ditch effort to say don't be one of those crypto users that's not very patriotic or you're screwing over everybody else or something like that there's always some kind of emotional appeal you know yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty nuts. Like, um, and you know what I'm actually I'm I'm realizing too is like uh because of these zero confirmation transactions too, um that that's also one of the reasons why Bitcoin Cash is a winner. And it's nothing that anyone's thinking about right now. But um so for for example, right? I think a lot of people are gonna be down with the fact that this is a cashless society, um, you know, or or they're gonna be getting used to it. But they're going to still want to go outside and do things, right? They're going to want to buy stuff, um, like maybe at like a local market. So I went to my local market, and I did not spend any physical money, and I was really weirded out because that's it's been the first year I've ever gone to the market and I've never actually had to take like actual physical money and spend it. What what ended up happening was everyone had these little tap, um, like those the you know those little white, white things, little, yeah. little white. I know exactly things. what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But you know what's crazy is that I didn't have an internet connection on my phone when I did that transaction. So that was a zero confirmation transaction because it got a notification through NFC from my device to the device that was actually online. So you can have people running around markets with their phones that don't actually connect to Wi-Fi that are just making Bitcoin cash transactions to buy whatever they want. Right. And so now you live in a cashless society, but it's just as just as seamless as if you were to be using regular physical cash or if not, just way easier. Um, and you don't even have to worry about like, oh, whether my my whether my customer has like a data plan or something, because I was I, I had no Internet connection on my phone when I was doing that. And I was like, that's that was the thing that was like, wait, how is that possible? Oh, yeah, because it doesn't actually need the full confirmation when you're doing those types of transactions. And. So 
if people want to come together and they want to do these kinds of transactions online, and that's kind of the route that we're going, um, you, you can't use Bitcoin. Um, Ethereum's not going to be an option. Um, Cardano's having trouble scaling because they chose a very similar architecture to Ethereum. That's the roadblock that, that they um, unfortunately got stuck with, honestly, because like it, it, it's not a bad infrastructure to start with, but it just wasn't, it had a little bit too much code, basically. It's like you built it too big in the beginning. You built it like a supercomputer um, because you were trying, like they, they were trying to re recreate something, right? They were trying to recreate what had already been built with Bitcoin. And then they were trying to, you know, have that done in a slightly different way, right? But, you know, you only needed to add a, you didn't need to go with 4,700 lines of code, um, you know, like the Bitcoin, uh, like the SegWit guys. And you don't need, to, you know, if, if you're on the Ethereum side of things, you didn't, or, or on the Cardano side of things, you didn't need to, you didn't need to build your ten your tens of thousands of code. Like it doesn't need to get, <laughs> the more that you build on it and the more that you like add all these problems, like that's how code, like I, I used to, I used to be into like, not like blockchain development or anything, but I, I know that like when you try and add like a new feature or do this or do that, it just gets so bloated, right? And so I think that's what they're running into is all I'm trying to say, right? I think that like Cardano had like a really good shot and I think it might have a lot more to, room to run, but unfortunately it's being hindered by the way it was, you know, just because it, it, it just started off with like the blueprints being a little bit too too bloated. That's all it is. It's not even like oh you 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 can't code or like no, they're they're phenomenal when it comes to that stuff. I think it's just we just have a little bit more of an elegant solution, which is you know it's good for us. Um, and you're gonna have you know the the ones you're gonna have those lightweight, um, super compatible zero confirmation uh, networks. Those are gonna be the ones that dominate in the future when people are just doing regular everyday to day stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think the elegance and like you say, yeah, the simplicity, keeping it keeping it simple is is very, very, very important because like you say, tech debt, it adds up uh, fast. So people, and that seems to be at least what's happening in Ethereum as well at the moment is every time, and it's been happening for years, but it seems to be accelerating even more at the moment is every time they add something, they fix something, then that creates a new problem. And then they add another thing to fix that. And then if... And it's like this endless thing. I've been reading up about their proto dank sharding stuff that they've got going on. And it sounds, it actually sounds kind of cool. And they've done a lot of work, but what they're essentially doing is recreating SPV zero conf, you know, BCH wallets, but they're just doing it in a, a really convoluted way with all this like, roll up cryptography and different things like that uh but it's still all just going to be on one address and the fees on the main chain are going to be a nightmare and there's all this stuff that they've got to sort of work around just to get to the same point that we're already you know at, yeah so. that's that's when i re you know when i realized l2s were completely uh pointless was when i was started to use polygon and it was actually because it was really good like I was using Polygon, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Why don't we just use this? Like, why like why are we putting Ethereum on this pedestal and saying, you know, like Ethereum has to be the thing? Like if you're gonna go and wrap everything on Polygon, if you have a, a simpler solution that can actually scale better, you know, it's like that's not how things work. Like you can't like this scaling that we're talking about doesn't make any sense 
And that whole narrative has been so, it's been so off for so long. Like we, we, like an, an L2 is just an L1. You're just putting, you're just putting one thing onto <laughs> another thing and that's it. And now you've got, I like thing, that, you know, an L2 is just an L1. That's, it, a, it that's is. a great phrase. <laughs> It literally is though. And you're just taking customers away from that, that ecosystem really. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, and I was, the more that I saw that happening, I was like, you know, there's something wrong with this whole narrative, right? Like, um, you know, where they, they tried to build a story about how Bitcoin couldn't scale. Um, and now look at where Bitcoin, well, I don't even like to refer to it as Bitcoin. I just call it BTC at this point. So BTC yeah. is now shrouded in Lightning Network, um, and it's actually like it's part of it now. It's like it's part of its like isn't it part of its code? Like maybe am I wrong? Because like the no, when Segu- I don't think so. Directly, okay, when, but well, when Segwit was built, there was there's like forty seven hundred lines of code that made it compa- made it compatible with Lightning. Yes, because without yeah. Segwit, it wouldn't have been compatible, which yeah. I felt was, which I felt was kind of odd. Um, but then you know, once it once it was actually built, and they're going in this experimental direction that was kind of completely unnecessary, you know, they have to. I don't know if you saw that three part video series that just got posted to Twitter. I don't know someone posted it, but the guy basically starts off. He's like, "You'd have to make two. Uh, you'd have to make. You'd have to be under two schools of thought here <laughs> to even begin to build the Lightning Network. <laughs> and if you thought either of these things, you would be wrong." <laughs> He's <laughs> like, in order for us to even get started, you would have to believe both of these things, and those things are wrong. <laughs> and I think it was like one that was like that Bitcoin couldn't scale, um, and something else. I forget the second thing. But I was like, yeah, like, and it, it was just it was just so eye opening because it's like uh, Jesus, we have been running in place for like seven years, waiting for people to do pretty much nothing. Like, you just need. You just need to scale the damn system. You need storage space. You need nodes. There you go. It's like Satoshi left it on a piece of paper, and now we got this this uh, Bitcoin Cash uh, uh, autist guy on Twitter, who you know now he's making it freaking auto scaling into the future. Like that's pretty phenomenal. So yeah, I don't know. So that's cool. On, on that, on, well, on that BTC stuff because uh, I put that in the title of this episode because. Yeah, like I said, we're going to need to wait for a little bit more product dev and stuff to be coming out on on BCH. But things are really degenerating fast in our uh, little sibling chains there. So you've had recently Paul Stortz trying to get his drive chains stuff over the line. And I've got a community comment of the week here from Zender CTV, ZND, ZND Toshi, who said, drive chain people are the new B caches, which is just like you can see that the things are set up for them to just cannibalize each other because the B caches are the evil bad guys in their little narrative. And then once somebody comes along who wants to try and fix things, add things, change things or whatever, then they just get labeled as the B caches. Well, <laughs> and yeah. It just turns into uh, more infighting. And at the same time, you've got these separate CTV people trying to say but what about ctv and everyone's like no okay we don't 
that doesn't so they they're they're right. they're tired of d- directing the anger at the Bitcoin Cash community because we keep winning these arguments. Like they can't even <laughs> win. Like they're so they're like they're just targeting random <laughs> civilians. <laughs> like, like who do I who do I take out my frustrations on? Who deserves it? You know, <laughs> oh this random guy here. Let's just <laughs> label him a B Casher. <laughs> Ruin this guy's day. <laughs> that's spot on that's so true i hadn't hadn't thought about it that way but that's it they they're catching strays all over the place uh and like you've got so and the ordinals thing has kind of died down but it's weird because on you had one section of the bdc community sort of saying guys uh ordinals is dead haha udi and eric were wrong like we totally uh showed them ordinals is nothing and then at the other hand, and it's true, like the sales volume and stuff has significantly dried up. But on the other hand, you had the ordinals people saying, oh, but we're still doing like something crazy. It's 50 or 70% of the on-chain transactions on BTC are still ordinal related. So all these hodlers, they must be hodling pretty hard because the actual end users seems to now just be dominated by these ordinals people so i have yeah. no idea what's going on in there it's crazy because that's it creates it creates infighting because half the people don't think it should even have like taproot functionality because like like that that whole discussion would uh <laughs> sorry just one second um <laughs> but yeah you're saying like so the bdc people they're kind of in a mess about whether we're gonna have ordinals or not right taproot yes no nobody Hi. knows yeah i think it's kind of like uh i don't know people keep opening the door sitting in an office and everyone's like what's going on in there (laughs) (laughs) you're popular mate (laughs) okay uh yeah no the i don't know the the whole the whole uh it kind of it really hurts their narrative i think the whole ordinals thing even being a topic because one of the things that they were coming at us with was like oh it's so stupid that they're you know putting nfts on this you know like i can't like like oh like they think it can scale that well like uh y- yes it can um and then you know <laughs> and then then when they tried you know it's like okay cool you've got like what's equivalent to like inscribing like a freaking i don't know like a haiku on like uh someone's boyfriend and then that boyfriend walking away and then you get you get held like you're holding like an iou of an nft that might be hosted somewhere like that's basically ordinals (laughs) yeah and i'm like i'd like to have it on chain please like with bitcoin cash at least you got it on chain there you go oh you want your nft you have your nft fantastic and they this they took this really weird awkward route to getting ordinals to be a thing where it's like a very, very small amount of information is actually having to do with BTC. Um, and then the rest of it is kind of just very centralized. And then like, you know, and you have people, the the, the whole conversation is still in that lightning conversation. So you're like, <laughs> it's like, you're going to go KYC yourself so that you can buy some Bitcoin so that you can purchase the barely functional, somewhat hosted btc ordinal that isn't really an nft and doesn't want to be called crypto like yay we made it guys we did it no it's uh, definitely 
it's yeah, it's really definitely fun. a bit of a confused soup of things happening there. And I, I'm, I'm so curious. It's going to be fascinating to see in a year's time how it all shakes out. It is a question also on the survey, so people can fill that out. I'm fascinated to hear what the user, the listeners of the show think is going to happen. Like, is there going to be at some point, it's because everybody's like, it's like a suicide pact, you know, they're all in the same boat together in BTC now, right? So you have the ordinals people who kind of like want to be progressive and push something new. But if they do, that'll upset everyone else. And then if they don't, then nothing changes. And it sort of just slowly slides into irrelevance as the next yeah. market comes around. And then you're going to be starting amongst- to deconstruct yeah. your own chain basically right if if the if the conversation were to win right where they're like oh well we don't think that we should have these ordinals then it's like now you're coding you're you're going backwards you're you're starting <laughs> yes. to remove features you know so it's not it's not really looking good like uh and i think uh yeah it's it's quite the interesting spot to be in i don't think that i but I, I think we're past the point where they can take it out i don't think that would that would fly the status quo seems to reign supreme but the, it also doesn't seem like there's good odds for them to get the neck like to progress it anywhere because this one just a happened by accident so there's no process for how you would or wouldn't upgrade it and then nobody has any ideas about what what to upgrade it with anyway because they only stumbled across this it wasn't like a you know planned out like progressive thing so it's it's looking very very weird and i wonder if the drive chains seems to have got it seemed to have got a little bit more traction or at least people are discussing it more but then the arguments against it have been seemingly actually pretty strong i've been surprised uh paul stortz was debating um pierre rochard on his uh twitter space the other night and Pierre was actually wrecking him. Like Paul got pretty upset and he started making a lot of salty comments and distracting from the point because basically Pierre said to him like, okay, I understand you want to do these um, drive chains, but that's not going to bring the altcoiners into our coin because they already have their own coins that they're happy with. Why, Even if we had drive chains, why would we all, they all suddenly pile in here. They don't want to be here. And if we're making a change to facilitate that, we're just potentially screwing up our own chain to help out someone else's. So it's just all incongruent, really. Yeah, it's crazy how like there's like these little ripple effects, you know? Yeah. I've yeah. got a meme here from um, uh, from general from uh, emergent reasons, the general. Uh, who said, I don't always put the future of big blocks in someone else's hands, but when I do, it's 300 kilobyte Luke and his drive chains. And that just made me laugh because it really just goes to show that from the BCH perspective, even if BDC did put in drive chains, which I don't think they're going to, I, I wouldn't go back to it. I wouldn't be signing up to be on that ship like the network effect or whatever BTC has is just crumbling faster and faster and We've got a good thing going. I think it's also becoming incredibly like uh, illiquid in a in a sense because it's hard it's hard to like explain this, but like it almost reminds me right now of like real estate right now, right? Like things are still relatively high, 
but you've got a bunch of people who are kind of noobs to the space, right? Like you got a, you had a lot of people um, recently who, who like at the peak of the market, they were buying houses um, and they got these certain, these certain rates, right? And everything, you know, was going great for them for a while. Now they've got these houses and they're holding on to them. They're kind of, they're, they're used to the, they're not, you know, they're, they're still noobs at this. They, you know, they don't really know what they're doing and they might not be able to afford what they're, what they just ran into. Right. Cause they're, again, they're not, they're not seasoned veterans or anything. They don't know what they're doing. They just, the first time homeowners. Right. So it's kind of the same thing right now with BTC. You had a lot of maxis who um, were like, you know, toxic maxis who, we're basically convincing you could see it all over Twitter, Twitter, um, that they were just convincing anyone and everyone to just, you know, pump their bags and buy BTC. And meanwhile, they were they were the ones that were uh dumping. Like the, you know, so someone had the big bags and they were dumping while uh while all these new people started showing up. And so now, like all these years later, I don't know, uh BTC has done uh what is it now so it's it's been six or seven years and we reached nineteen thousand six or seven years ago now we're at what is it 29 or something or we've so we've moved it we've at the moment 26 so we we haven't moved a whole lot and i think that that's it's actually it's not that it's undervalued or that you're early it's that no btc they 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 fucked up it doesn't work like it's uh and the reason why the reason why it doesn't work is because in order to necessitate lightning btc is not allowed to work that's that's how it's actually set up because the the narrative has to be that we are protecting uh btc at all costs we're protecting sats so in order to do that um we're going to scale it out with something called fediment um at the end of lightning i um, mean that's coming later on i think next year that's what's so um, crazy. It's like we yeah. need a betterment to fix our lightning and our lightning to fix our Bitcoin. It's yeah, because like... yeah, exactly. Well, the whole thing is they they're moving to basically it's it's effectively going to be IOUs. Like it's going to be the banking system all over again, and it's going to be a black box banking system. But they're going to call it decentralized, right? They're gonna they're gonna sell it to you like it's the most like oh you're like wow like you know. To, to anyone, like they're gonna make it seem like it's this free, amazing open source protocol. Meanwhile, it's like the most ridiculous bullshit. Um, but yeah, like Fediment's coming, and we're basically just walking into banking territory now. Like, and if anyone who's going down that route is just, it's so far away from the, what Bitcoin is. Like, you might have the name, but like you, you've you're in you're on a different planet, dude. You know, like you're not this is nothing to do with peer-to-peer electronic cash. What conversation are you having? You know, and what are what's the purpose of it? Because like you do actually need to be able to use it for something. Like, you know, like value is manifested by the people who use it, right? That's it. Like the only, you know, if I if I have no use for something, I you know, like what value does that thing have? I'm not even aware of it. So how does it have value? Right everyone has to come together and be aware and use something. And if, if BTC is just set it and forget it and it's just greater fool theory, then, then that that's, it's unsustainable and it goes away because people think just say we'll it uh, yeah. underperform in the next, in the next bull market. Are you expecting a flippening by eighth or a surge in BCH? What, where are we going in that regard? 
I think there's going to be some crazy world events uh, that have to do with the banking industry. Like, I think there's going to be probably a massive recession. Um, probably, yeah, like the next 18, 24 months or something like that. We're going to see some crazy stuff happen. Um, and people are going to want to figure out, like, how can I be, how can I be sovereign and how can I do that the proper way? Um, and, you know, BTC used to be the thing that you would go and run to do. But I think at some point, you know, you're going to have to look at all these other options, right? Like, and uh, BTC just can't handle it. That's the, that's the bare bones. That's the, that's the problem right now. And like, even exchanges can't really handle BTC right now. Or like, like, for example, like Steam got rid of that payment option, I, I believe, because they just can't afford having these lightning networks and all these kinds of like, like the, all the nodes, like there's a lot of different expenses that come to actually supporting the whole, whole infrastructure. Now it's like very complicated to actually even get started to host, to, to try and help to host the BTC network. It's actually really, really difficult. If you want to do it quote unquote properly, you're like hosting, you know, like multiple nodes and you're trying to like get everything started. And like, I, I would just imagine how overwhelming that would be. And then now you're trying to make money, but you've got two different ways in which it's supposed to function. And it's like, it's just too complicated. Like, and you're supposed to explain this to your users too. Like, oh yeah, like you could use the regular network, but that doesn't really work very well. But I mean, that's why we're great. And it's like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and that's why. And, then, <laughs> and so we built this secondary network that actually works. <laughs> so you can use but that. But then that doesn't even work. Then and that, that, the payment then fails. And then you're later, like. Because oh. my fucking, you know, and now you got robbed because of a closed channel fraud incident. So, you know, oh, also now, <laughs> now you got to go talk to the bank, which is fed a mint. And <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. that's that's the craziest thing. Hey, eh? no one talks about closed channel fraud. Like we just pretend like that doesn't exist, but it's like, no, you can just get robbed by using BTC. Like that sucks. <laughs> Very few people are actually using it. I think that's why it hasn't been been such a big uh problem. You know, I commented on uh there's a Twitter people called uh Bitcoin Explorers. It's a it's a couple, it's a guy and a girl. And they're obviously big on Bitcoin and they travel around. They actually seem pretty cool. So I followed them a while ago uh, and the girl posted, a, they posted a video of uh, her sending, tipping someone and said like, can Visa do this? Like instant fast transactions to anyone kind of thing. And I said, yeah, but you use Wallet of Satoshi. So actually they can do that because it's the same, it's just a custodial banking app. And she replied, no. And I was like, do, do you have do you have an argument? Here's the here's the screenshot of the Wallet <laughs> page, and here's the Bitcoin white paper, peer to peer, no financial intermediate. And he just didn't reply. Like, oh, they're just I didn't know you were working on Saturday. Yes, disaster. Yeah, like what 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 are we in awe of here? Right? Like we didn't we didn't fix any problems. We're just being like, wow, a transaction went through. Yay! Like that doesn't make any sense. I'm not gonna jump up and down every time I buy a coffee on like with my visa like a, you know like that's not that, that doesn't matter it matters the fact that that transaction you know we we remove the intermediaries like you were your own you were your own bank you were your own your your own uh you know like you're a sovereign individual like that's that's the point and if you have to if you have to still rely on the banking system then it, like <laughs> Now we're just, we're just, we're, we're handing over all the power again and we're going to get our ass 
our asses handed to us in history. And we're gonna have to learn yeah. this whole <laughs> this this whole lesson will be repeated. And yeah, it's just a different way of thinking, eh? It's like you gotta walk into this and really be like, okay, this is my this is this is like not only my my money, but it's like it's my it's my buddy's money, and every, everyone's everyone's trying to you know save for their future and all that kind of stuff. And it's like if I save my Bitcoin cash, at least I know that e- even just by method of scarcity, right? Then my my purchasing power at least has some integral value due to that scarce due to that actual scarcity factor, right? So I know that that's actually a factor. But when I'm holding fiat money of any kind. You're just being robbed every single day. Like you have absolutely yeah. no control. So, yeah. speaking of history repeating, we also got to check in just briefly on our friends over in BSV. So, I've said on this show several times that I do keep an eye on quite closely on the BDC community, but also BSV and XCC because we can see a good trend there. If Firstly, if they start to collapse, if they start to come back to BCH, that will show that obviously we've truly kind of won the argument. But also because they have that same ideological background to some extent, it's interesting to see what kind of path they take or if they dream up anything that we should copy. And right now, the trending discussion in the BSV space is Joshua Hensley, who I uh, like, actually, he's a great guy. And I have been, you know... uh, Commenting on his stuff for a while, he posted this video saying BSV is on life support, which is about as dire as it gets. Uh, once you come to the point of admitting, like, guys, we are basically screwed and we desperately need to change uh, something. And then he had this other guy, Craig Mason, reacting. He did a video called, called BSV just appears to be on life support. The links are on the slide if anybody wants to check these videos out. So Joshua's kind of he kind of unplugged a little bit and he found some of the problems with what's going on. He even has said, like, you know, the BCH people, they were right about some things. Uh that the or he now says, like, look, our mining pools all centralized onto Tal and all that. Like the BCH people were 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 spot on that that's what was gonna happen, and that's what's gonna happen. Now he then subsequently doubled down with a lot of other copes and uh oh well you know it'll actually be fine and it's still gonna work and we're gonna be here still in 10 years blah 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 <laughs> yeah the copes yeah but it's it is falling apart a bit faster and faster for them and it seems like they're in the same situation as the bdc community where when the chips are down things are starting to get a bit divisive like first if you have half the community that thinks there's a problem and the other half doesn't think there's a problem. Well, now you've got a third problem, which yeah. is you can't even agree that there well, isn't a problem, right? You know, I think I think one of the things that I, I really um, disagreed with when it came when it came to BSV was like, um, like I think there's a lot of smart people over there for sure, but I think that I just one of the principles like they kind of they they went into a whole bunch of like uh, like a, like I guess a bunch of old things that Satoshi had said at certain points. Um, and I don't know, like I I see it like highlighted on like like they'll use like a highlighter on like Twitter or something to like point out like see it's right here, and I'm like I don't think he actually meant for that to be like I think he was kind of like, you know like you have to kind of get a feel for it. You can't just take things super hyper literally all the time. Like sometimes people are actually just writing down ideas. You know what I mean? Like there was there's a difference between like when Satoshi clearly stated like oh yeah you know you know before I go. 
here's basically how to scale it, right? Yes. That's him telling you something very upfront. But then there's like this other conversation that he was having at, at another point that was saying like, you should be able to go in and intervene and like effectively uh, take someone's Bitcoin and bring it back to the government. And so now there's kind of like this backdoor with BSV um, because of <laughs> Craig Wright. And so if the government does want to actually seize your BSV, he can't, they can. There's that functionality that's built, been built into BSV. And I'm like, I just, I just really don't like that. I don't like the idea that that, that money can be recalled from someone's wallet. Like that's, uh, yeah, I just don't like that. <laughs> I don't, I think don't so. know if that's been used uh, yet though. Obviously, you know, it's Chekhov's gun. They've, they've put it in there. Somebody is going to get yeah, blasted with that in a court case or something. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But it's like, I just don't like that. You know, like don't, don't build that. Don't put that in there. Like, <laughs> like come on guys. Like, we're all we're all in crypto together. Like that sucks. Like you got the nuclear option sitting right there. Like okay, guys, we're gonna publicly out Steve. You know he's screwed today. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, rug him of all his Bla coins. Bla rug him and blast him on on the blockchain forever and all time. And you know now it's like there permanently. And now he lost all his money because we sold you out to the exact people we were trying to protest against. Like what the fuck. Like, <laughs> Like yeah. we're trying to, you know, have our own community here that we all stand up for. And I just think that that, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of having a people's money because cash, like, again, like cash should be like, cash should be like the bridge between like the, like what Elon was saying, like between the legal and the illegal, where it's like, you know, in real life, if you want to go do something, you can do it. There's going to be consequences. That's your business, but you should still have the ability to do it. Right. Like, I think you should have the freedom to do pretty much whatever you want, but you do have to reap those consequences. Um, and you do, you know, like whoever you're, uh, you know, whatever you believe in or if you don't believe in, you know, like that's it's kind of between you, uh, your, your soul, God, whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, you should basically be able to live your life and uh, spend your don't spend your own damn money. I think that's I think that's fair to say, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not asking much. Yeah. <laughs> spend your own money. <laughs> I've got here community comment of the week. I put in uh two comments and two memes of the week uh because uh the there hasn't been so much exciting news in, in crypto. So I thought we'd get more a sense of on the ground what people are feeling. And I've got this one here from uh the Telegram group where I said Argentina certainly seems to be on the rise, and Fernando, who's one of the uh, the Knuth uh, Dev, uh, he's Argentinian. He said, "When you're at the bottom, the only option is to rise." And so I thought that maybe reflected a bit on the BCH community, but also on the BSV community and the BC community. Like they've all been through some problems, and certainly I think BCH is doing <laughs> a little better than the others right now. But we've got to we've got to climb our way back up to the top because there's going to be a lot of people at the bottom looking for looking for some kind of escape hatch, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, we just got to be where we're needed, you know, and just keep, keep our heads down and stay humble and build. And, you know, if you build it, they will come basically like, right. Like I honestly, I think we have like some of the best tech, but like, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's ever to fade, fair to say that any tech is perfect. You know, it's just keep, keep building just, you know, like there's always going to be problems, but just keep building. And as long, cause we're, we are, we are filling that void. Like if I want to go and just use Bitcoin cash 
in a normal, sensible way that I don't care what people are watching me do, I will go do that and I can pay for whatever using Bitcoin Cash. Um, if like if by chance I want to go and um, do something for someone else that doesn't, you know what I mean, where it's like uh, maybe, yeah, like again, like, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to get like medicine for someone, they're sick and it's not legal for me to do that or something, then I'll go switch over to my, you know, private mode with Bitcoin Cash and then go do that because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking on that risk for myself, but I also, you know, it's my, it's my own money. Right. And that's, I think that's, what's cool is that you have the optionality. So you're not, um, you're never, you're never stuck in a system where everything's being surveilled. If it ever get got that way, you could still, you know, kind of run, run right through that mixer, you know? So <laughs> those things, I guess are being targeted, but it's like, it's, it's important that we have that ability, you know, like to be anonymous. Very important. We need a few more shadow wizards. I like that that's embedded into the brand there. Just keep it uh, keep it a bit in the dark. <laughs> if we can, guys. Well, hey, there's no there's no uh, underground community for BTC anymore, right? Like that's true. Like there, um, I forget who said it um, or if it was, um, but someone someone brought that up uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I totally agree. Like there's no like who who like who in the right mind right now would trust BTC so much as to like actually use it in like the like, on like the dark web or something you know or like in an underground setting um if you were at all iffy about what you're about to do you wouldn't be paying for it in BTC at this point because that shit is being like highly highly monitored at this point like it's like especially as we talk about like we're hooking it up to like you know secondary blockchains and you know like all this stuff it's it's being seen by by like large scale databases at this point like and who like it it, it used to be different now we're here i don't know <laughs> you know yeah 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 exactly so we certainly got to be trying to uh capture some <laughs> capture i guess is not the right word but uh encourage some of that uh spillover because there's yeah people are going to be looking for that and bch needs to be there just like it's there for for everyone right i've got a uh meme of the week uh which i saw it's uh from it's called aussie explains gen art uh and it made me laugh on twitter this week so jet if you can line up this video and we'll, uh get that going hang on about us being in the G'day legends, you've probably heard every crypto punk bang on about us being in the middle of some sort of art renaissance. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bloody delicious, so I've had a little Captain Cook and here's what I've found. One of the blokes playing around and it is old mate Hobbsy, who does what's called generative art. Now, Jenny art means that generally, the artist is pretty tip-top with a computer. And long-form Jenny art means they want you to know how bloody good they are with a computer. So they make lots of it. And here's the kicker. With long-form Jenny art, artists like Hobbsy don't even know what the art will look like when he sells it to you. Fair shake of the lamb's tail, mate. Where I'm from, that's called taking the piss. But in this Renaissance era, this is what we call innovation. Now, Hobbsy can skateboard, so he's already better than most artists I know. But Hobbsy also has a fancy computer, and he bashes at the keys for a bit to make it do some cool arty shit. Here's an example of one he calls a fiddly enza. Because it's a bit fiddly to make, he calls it a fidenza for short. 
Now you've got thin lines like this one doing some fancy curly shit, and then some other who ate all the pies looking ones over here, where the lines are a bit more chunky and curvy. And if you even got some straighty 180s like this one. Now you might be thinking it looks like a bit of a dog's breakfast, mate, but according to people with taste, you'd be bloody wrong. What makes Jenny Art so tricky is the computer goes haywire every now and then, so not every piece looks good. No surprise, remember, as they can't even see it until after you buy it. But in the Fiddly Enza collection, everyone is bloody cheering because every piece turns out bloody schmicko. This one here people call God Mode because God literally hacked his computer and pushed some of the buttons for him. This lucky bastard that got this one is set for life. And if it ever sells, it might be through Slotherby's or down the road here at Christie's house. You know the place where they're still waiting on cordless phones. Now, Hobbsy likes making his computer do circles. And in fact, Fiddly Enzas were actually going to be circles. Then he hit Control Z a few times to make them look into these curvy things instead. People went batshit crazy for the curvy things. Enzas dropped on Snowy's platform and went off like a frog in a sock. Here's how their forms looked over time. You'll see it's looked like a bloody Melbourne Cup horse out of the gates here, where the yacht club gets going out of nowhere, but then gets beaten like the Yanks in the 83 America's Cup. And Hobbsy's horse is bloody far lap reincarnated. Look at him go. So if you haven't already got a Denzer, then mate, this horse has literally bolted and you've got Buckley's chance these days. But in a renaissance, there's lots of Jenny art to discover still. So you'll be right, mate. Crack on. Catch us later. So there, there we go. That one made me laugh. Obviously, being Australian, I appreciated uh, that kind of humour, but it just seemed like such a clever, innovative way of breaking down something with so many elements or that people would not be that familiar with and making it a bit more relatable so i'm hoping or i'm thinking you know maybe we can do something like that because i thought bitcoin jason he would be perfect to do some bch versions of that little two minute explainers of what's the difference between bdc and bch or what is cash tokens just funny stuff you know simple stuff like that that we could maybe promote in itching style, or maybe it was just that one video that was particularly well done, but definitely made me laugh. Yeah, no, that that was a good video. Just check that out. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good to get people's attention, like however way you can. And uh, yeah, I used to, I, I I was trying to do the the YouTube video thing, but I think. Uh, yeah, like what you were talking about before, like just kind of some, I think some previous drama. I think I, I, I just prefer to just be on like, just kind of on, uh, I like to be in the Bitcoin Cash community, I like to make memes and post it and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just, I, I, I just kind of stopped making the whole YouTube video thing. I, I think I'm probably done with that, uh, you know, but that's just how, how it goes. But it's fun to be on here. This is cool. So thanks for having me on for it. <laughs> you can be, you can be in, uh, you can be in our. This has been cool. <laughs> All right, so we got yes. our second last uh, slide. It, it gives me a Go gives on. me a good uh, opportunity to you know rant about the the stuff that I like to talk about because normally you know <laughs> in real life you can't really talk about this stuff. <laughs> no, no, it's been it's been great to hear. So then that ties into our last uh, thing, our last segment. Message to the community is just given the open slather to just let everybody know what Bitcoin Cash needs to hear, what the Bitcoin Cash community needs to be thinking about at the moment. What would you say that is? Uh, what should I, uh, what do you want me to tell them? Sorry. Yeah, well, it's up, it's up to you. Like this is just, you got your, you know, free talk, 
a minute, two minutes. What do you think the Bitcoin Cash community needs to hear or focus on at the moment? Just keep building, you know, um, don't don't listen to any of the negativity. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, uh, want to hold us down and it's going to get worse as we get closer to succeeding. It's going to get like really, really bad. Like as you're at the point where you think you're going to succeed, they're all going to show up to doubt you. Right. But just keep just keep your head down. It doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. It's not there. Right. Like I'm just talking to the devs. Right. Like you guys are awesome. Just keep doing what you're doing um, because like you're on the right track. I think we've always been on the right track, keeping everything on chain. We're scaling the network. That's all we really need to do. And just, you know, and to everyday people, just like, you know, uh, freaking recommend Bitcoin Cash. Like ask ask local places, even just markets and stuff. Be like, hey, like, can you, are you guys able to accept Bitcoin Cash? Because I want to spend it here. I want to use it. Like I've got this really cool stuff. And, you know, I want I want you to do well with your, like, because that's, that's, that's what I love about this is like, it's the, it's the currency where if you're going to save it, you're actually going to want to save. Like people have a lot of hard time spent uh, saving money. We all talk about like how it's hard to save money, but it's because it doesn't actually make a lot of sense to save fiat dollars. Like you're losing at least 10 to 20% a year in purchasing power. So what's the point, right? It's hard to save regular fiat money because it doesn't actually make sense. You're just losing money by saving it. So it's like at least, you know, if we, if we tell people a bit about Bitcoin cash and scarcity, then we can be educating ourselves more on purchasing power and having more control over that so that we, you know, we have more, we can more control over our currency and, you know, how our savings accounts actually come out the other end, you know? So just keep telling people about Bitcoin cash, basically. That's all the we got to do. The word's getting out there day by day. It's the sentiment is uh, shifting and that's just the combined effort of just, you know, millions and millions of small individual conversations, Twitter threads, Reddit comments, meetups, ongoing product dev, and just yeah, still keeping that that brand yeah, out the, there. The, the only the only great. way the only way to get there is just to do it. You know what I mean? Like whatever you can do, just do that thing. You know, like if if, if there was something you're thinking about doing, just get on it. You know, like that's that's the biggest thing. Like it doesn't matter what, just start. You know, especially Bitcoin the Bitcoin Cash, Cash. community. Just the cash it. tokens, cash tokens community, you know, <laughs> like we got to get started building stuff. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a time, time proven uh, marketing slogan. Plenty of people walking around with that on their, their shirt. All right. That pretty much does it for the show. We've got our uh, shout outs to donators. Thank you very much for donating. It's always amazing. Thank you to our patrons, Ricky and HP. Thank you to our sponsor, General Protocols. Check out bchbull.com. Thank you to our Flipstarter contributors, Bitcoin Jason. Check out Townsville. Take a Bitcoin Cash uh, City holiday there. Shadow of Harbinger, Molecular, Emergent Reasons, Erdogan Talk, and Majamalu Marcelo. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. You can check out the Start Guide FAQs, links, and all that at Bitcoin Cash Podcast. Dot com and final shout outs is there anybody in the community or in the world really that you want to give a special mention to Sidecat? and where can people find you as well uh you can follow me um at the cypher cat on twitter um and yeah i guess just a big shout out to the bch autist on twitter you're you're an absolute genius man keep building what you're building and 
helping this community grow because like i don't know where we'd be without you man like you're i don't even know who you are because i guess we're all anonymous on this thing but like just keep doing what you're doing so pretty awesome stuff i guess that's that's it jet shout out nope nothing and, oh no yeah uh, <laughs> you got another one huh oh no sorry I, so jet you're not doing one no oh. you can take it if you want if you do you want to oh no i'm double I'm, dip i'm uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm probably good. All right. Well, my shout out. I, yeah, I'm gonna back that up. I'm gonna say yeah. Bitcoin Cash orders. Same for me. I did. I wrote in the recommendation for the block size uh, adjusting chip that has done an absolutely amazing job of addressing people's concerns. I've seen it been in threads and in the chip research uh, thing and on Telegram and just answering questions ceaselessly incorporating feedback discussing with people and then that found its way into the chip and just got better and better and better until every objection had been dealt with and uh, i I don't, I don't think i've been thinking like maybe we should do an episode to sort of debate it you know have a pro and an anti-personal but there's not really any need because i haven't seen anybody who's really against it uh some people like we had leo say on a recent episode that i oh, he thinks more well, maybe we could just bump it up to one gig uh, as the block size limit and then that would be kind of be fine but it's not even that's just an alternative he wasn't even really against an automatic uh limit adjuster it just seems to make logical and so much sense and i think that's not an accident when you propose any new idea people are always going to be um questioning it or unsure about it or whatever so that when you get to that point of everybody thinks it's obvious that's just the payoff of so much work behind the scenes to uh convince people uh, even what is already a good idea and uh yeah i love it so thank you very much for all the work you've done and hopefully that can get locked in in november finally uh people go check out the survey bitcoincashpodcast.com slash survey s-u-r-v-e-y just fill it out it'll take five minutes uh and probably not the next episode but maybe the one after will be when we'll break down all the responses and i'm looking forward to seeing what you all thought so Thank you very much for listening. Until next time. So I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to pull that energy out of your mind on your own. It's not... It's, there's no book you can read. Now, all of a sudden, I have it. I've got the technique now. I know how to do it. Yeah. No, it's it's a, a grind that you have to start and finish on your own.